We kick off hour number three in style. It is SummerSlam tomorrow night at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York. And let's welcome board Taz, host of the Taz Show, weekdays 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, TazShow.com, uh, Radio.com app. Also has got a special SummerSlam here on CBS Sports Radio across the affiliates coast to coast. Pillar to post tomorrow night, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, to break down everything that happens at the Barclays Center uh, during SummerSlam. Taz, good morning, brother. How are you? Bruce, how are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, Taz. Thank you, brother. <laughs> we were thinking about renaming the show, but then we thought, oh, we'd have to fix all the liners. We already have all the social media handles. Hey, Maggie, how are you? Taz, so good. Looking forward to SummerSlam tomorrow night. Can't wait to watch. You know, we had big casts in the studio, the Sports Illustrated studio, uh, yeah. yesterday he rolled through. I'm looking forward to big cast against big show. I feel like that's going to be great, but we should start with the fatal four way because I feel like that's what everyone's talking about. You got Lesnar, Reigns, Samoa Joe, Braun Strowman, uh, besides just the universal championship, what else is at stake here? I mean, it set the scene for us with this fatal four way. Well, I think, you know, you got um, four, obviously uh, tremendous names, and one of those names, uh, it, 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 I'm really, really happy, has, has filtered into this top four guy deal here on Raw, and that's Samoa Joe. Mm-hmm. So I think Samoa Joe's a guy who, um, my honest opinion, out of these four guys, is the most deserving to win the championship. I don't think he's going to win, though. But I, do, I would like to see him win it. I will, also, I will also tell you my professional opinion. I think he will outwork all uh, three of those other guys. I think Samoa Joe will shine in this thing um, from a pure wrestling and talent perspective and performance perspective. I do think that Brock Lesnar will retain the championship, um, not just because of the stipulation that he and Paul Heyman put out that they will both leave WWE if Brock loses. Basically, the storyline is because Brock is up against the Coles here because he's got to defend his title against three guys. And the other deal is, for those that don't know where the rules work, uh, you know, it's theatrical and it's a show. There's still rules, believe it or not. Um, you know, Rain, I'm sorry, uh, Brock Lesnar does not have to be pinned or submitted to lose his championship. You know, so hypothetically, if Samoa Joe were to pin Braun Strowman, then that means Samoa Joe's the new champion. So that's kind of a tough deal. Um, I'd, um, you know, if you're the champion, because you don't have to get beat yourself to lose your own championship. So... Um, I don't know. I, I, I'd like to see Samoa Joe. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with um, two or three of these guys. Brock and I go way back. I'm good friends with them. Samoa Joe and I are very good friends. I never met uh, Braun, and I don't really know Roman. But I, I, I respect these guys' work rate. But I think Samoa Joe will shine, but Brock will retain. Um, what do you think, uh, with that prediction in mind, Taz, what do you think would be best for the WWE moving forward? I mean, would it be better for the WWE if somebody else other than Brock is champ or just because of the legend that Lesnar is, is it better for him to be the, the top of the brand? I, I think that Roman Reigns should win, and I think that they should go full heel, you know, full bad guy with him, <clears throat> and no more uh, no more gray area uh, because they've got so much money invested in Roman Reigns and they've tried so hard to push him down people's throat. Well, what the hell? You might as well go with him as your full-time champ again, and give him a real run with it. Um, because the main reason is he works a full schedule. 
and so does Samoa Joe, and I think Braun Strowman probably does. He's just coming off an injury, though, so I don't know. See, Brock doesn't really work a full-time schedule, you know, meaning live events, non-televised events. You know, Brock's your champ, and he's not there. And it's not a knock on Brock. God bless him. He worked that deal out in this contract, you know, where see, a lot of people realize a lot of these guys, most of these guys have, well, not most, a lot of guys have something called a days clause, you know, where it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's language in the contract that says, look, I'm only working a certain amount of days per month. Sure. And and that's the way it works. And the older you get, the less days you want to work. You know, so I had one of these in my contract, and I was I came in younger. But I, you know, you only have so many um, so many bumps in your bump card. You know, when you, when the wrestler falls on the mat, it's for the bump, right? So, you know, that that takes time out of your body. Therefore, you don't want to work all the time. You want to have some longevity in your career, so you get a days clause if you and your agent can get it. So Brock. I'm assuming has something like that because he does not work a lot of days. Yeah. Um, where these other guys like Roman Reigns doesn't, he's working like a mule. So you gotta, I believe in, in closing on this match, I believe in, you gotta have your champion work a full schedule. You gotta, and it's not a knock on Brock. I respect him from a business perspective, but from a, a, a booking wrestling perspective, I think Roman Reigns and or Samoa Joe, one of those guys, it would be better for the company's creative if those guys were champ uh, because they work a full-time schedule. We're talking with Taz. He's a two-time ECW world champion, former WWE wrestler. Of course, he'll have the Taz Show. Well, it's on every day on TazShow.com, but he will have a live broadcast 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern following SummerSlam tomorrow night. You know, it's interesting, too, with John Jones just stopped by the studio recently, and he wants to fight Brock Lesnar in the octagon. Yeah. Which, of course, Brock still has a little bit of a suspension that he has to serve for a positive drug test, but then when that gets all ironed out, you could see potentially a Lesnar versus John Jones. But, you know, Taz, I just want to follow up for a second on Roman Reigns. I think, obviously, you make a fantastic point that he's out there working like a mule. He's the one who's there every week, but the fans just don't like him. Do you think that turning full heel would, I mean, would that help? Would it help? I mean, I, I feel like the WWE universe, you know, they don't want to be told who to like. And they didn't like Roman Reigns. They didn't think that he was ready to get pushed to the front. And yet the company kept pushing them and pushing him down their throat. Do you think that turning heel will have an impact on Reigns' popularity? Absolutely. Because it's a no-brainer. Because the, uh, Vince McMahon is the smartest guy in the industry's history. And Vince t- can tell right away. Anybody who works backstage can tell right away. When that man, Roman Reigns, walks out there, no matter where it is in this country or this world, he gets the loudest reaction, no matter if that's negative or positive. <clears throat> Therefore, that means they, the audience doesn't just not like him. They love to hate him. Mm. Therefore, <laughs> who better than to have your top guy as your heel and have a good guy, a babyface, chase the champion? That's always intriguing. Because the, the baby face should always, the good guy should always be on the climb, on the come up, always trying to chase and grab that title, but he can't get it from that nasty SOB heel champion. I mean, it's wrestling booking 101, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that if you go full-blown heel at Roman Reigns, it helps him immensely. And, by the way, speaking of the whole John Jones thing, real side note, yeah. Maggie, you know, when you interviewed him, that was a, a Sports Illustrated deal. I, it was funny because of just a few days prior, I you know uh, had a perspective on my show about MMA guys are going to want to fight Brock, especially a guy like John Jones. Why not? Because they're taking the path of Conor McGregor. Yeah. Because they're see that that big money deal where it's outside of the MMA realm, 
And that's where John Jones was smart. And I, I didn't hear or see the interview you did, but I know you interviewed him. I don't know if he came off like that. It seemed like he did, right? No, no, no. That's exactly what the impetus was for the question. And he brought up Brock. He said, listen, I said, did Conor McGregor give a blueprint for everyone else in, in mixed martial arts? And not only has he given a blueprint on how to get a mega fight, has he proven that just being the UFC champion in your weight class is not enough? That's not yeah. enough to equal success. And John right. Jones said, absolutely. And that's why I called out Brock Lesnar. And John <laughs> Jones go. said, there's a reason why I don't want to be out there promoting a fight where the guy's not going to talk trash and nobody's really going to going to care about it outside of the UFC. Right. He's like, I there's want no a intrigue. fight that's going to yeah. cross over. And of that's course. Brock. Sure. That's it. Please yeah. laugh. And by the way, Moose, I'm very disappointed in you. Just why is that? Uh, because you owe me an apology. I mean, so it's really that. It's that's really that. You're right. You were right, oh, Taz. Right. I, listen, oh. I, I, Wait, he, what is this? I see on, well, I was on the Taz show. Okay. Uh, came, he invited me in studio and uh, we did a show. Uh, it was a, a, right before the All-Star game. Right, Taz? I think it was. That's correct. You and, were, my producer and you beat me up. That's I did because, yeah. because Taz made the prediction that Judge is going to go into a swoon. Oh, that yeah, he's going to struggle. Yeah. Right. After the, and, after the home run derby. Right. Correct. And, and correct. we mocked right. Taz out, said it's not going to happen. And Taz, you were correct. You were right. Yeah. I Can't was wrong. Can't hit the ocean from the beach. <laughs> you, were, you were right. <laughs> I was wrong, Taz. Well, I'm a frustrated Mets fan. I need something to hang on to here. I got you, Taz. I understand. You're there's in always, good company, Taz. There's always next year. You're right. You can Now you can smile at the failures of Aaron Judge and all of his strikeouts as of late. And Maggie, uh, Moose also yelled at me because if, as a New Yorker, and if now I start rooting for the Yankees you to can't. win the World Series, he's telling me I'm not allowed. You well, can't. I'm not going to be a. I'm not running around with a Yankee hat as a front runner. But why can't I be proud of the people? You know, you know the what? This is one of the great New York sports debates about whether or not you could root for both teams. And I kind of see a fifty-fifty. I think that if listen, the Yankees and the Mets have nothing to do with each other in my I mind. Know. They really don't. I but know. it's just something. It's actually just more about the Yankees. It's like it's in principle <laughs> about them. You can't if you, if you never rooted for them, you can't just jump on. I mean, they're they're not far away from the evil empire. Still, they can tap into that anytime they want to. So it's almost like way, Taz. You better not be towing that Yankee hat if they're in the World Series. No, no, no. no. I won't do no, that. No, Taz is blue and orange. Taz is blue yeah, and orange. Yeah, I'm blue we know and that. orange. No, no. I won't, I won't do that. But I'll tell you this one more thing about the Yankees. When, you know, I'll tell you, you guys shouldn't have swept us. shouldn't have swept the Mets because I knew it. I knew you guys were going to lose yesterday. Now you're going to lose two or three to the Red Sox, and you need to win. I'm just, I don't want to jinx I, I Listen, they're not beating Sale tonight. I'll agree with you there, Taz. I there mean, the Yankee, the Yankee, they're not beating Chris Sale. They needed to win that game last night. That was a disaster. <laughs> that was a disaster. So you can if rejoice you in the Yankees' life, failure. You know me, though. I'm more than just the wrestling guy. You know, oh, yeah. No, no like, question. It's like I have a brain. I do have a brain. <laughs> and I have a, I have a television, so I watch things. I no, have and you also have a... A heart that's broken by the New York yeah. Mets. You're, oh, a, you, you're flesh that's and blood. Funny. I get that. Thanks. We're talking to Thanks. Taz, of course. He's the Taz Show. TazShow.com. <laughs> you can listen. He's going to have a live post-Summer Slam show on Sunday night, 11 p.m. Eastern to 2 a.m. You can hear that on more than 200 CBS Sports Radio affiliates. Of course, Radio.com app to listen to the Taz Show. TazShow.com, I think I already said. Yeah, okay. let's, get, let's run through some of these other matches. Yeah, some get of these your other matches. Uh, you know, the one that I'm thinking of, I absolutely love the idea of Ambrose and Rollins. Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins against Sheamus and Cesaro. I've said this to Anthony uh, and Mike before the show that Cesaro is like one of the most technically like beautiful 
wrestlers I've ever seen. Just in terms of athleticism, I love watching him. You know, he doesn't have so much of, like, the big personality. He's not cutting promos for you. But I love that. I mean, uh, tell us about Ambrose and Rollins being back together and facing off against Sheamus and Cesaro. Well, I think a lot of the the fan base, especially the younger fans and girls, females, not to sound sexist, but I am, I guess, um, (laughs) I I think they're happy about this whole Ambrose-Seth Rollins thing being back together. i got to be honest, to me, I really don't give a rat's ass about this match. I gotta be honest with you. Okay. I think I think a lot of uh, real I think these were hardcore fans, but there's not much intrigue to me in this match. As far as Cesaro's work rate, to your point, Maggie, he's a tremendous wrestler in that ring. There ain't no doubt about. It. I'm a fan of this guy's work. Uh, Seth Rollins, I've been a huge fan of his for years before he was Seth Rollins. So and and I respect these guys. It's going to be a good match. Don't get me wrong. It will be a good match. I just think. Um, you're taking two guys that were top guys and Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose, you know, and you're sandwiching them together because you got nothing for them as individuals. You're kind of recycling something that was done without the Roman Reigns component. So to me, it's like, yeah, um, I think I'm a little too close to the business as a former broadcaster and a former champion. That it's a little bit, I got a little, I'm a little snobby about it, to be honest. I don't really care about it. Um, the more, the match I am in, I'm sorry, I just kind of killed that for you. No, it's okay. one match. I'm, I'm, I'm crying now, but that's all right. Don't so, worry. Cena versus Baron Corbin to me is interesting. Okay. Because this is the deal here. I don't know if you guys are aware, but what happened on SmackDown, I don't know if you guys had a chance to see it, but, you know, uh, Baron Corbin cashed in that money in the bank against Jinder Mahal, who was the, who was the champion currently. And it shocked everybody. It was a great TV moment when he cashed it in. John Cena was wrestling Jinder Mahal. And, and, and Jinder Mahal was hurting. Here comes Baron Corbin. Perfect time to cash it in. He goes to cash it in. It backfires because Cena got involved in the apron. Boom. Uh, Corbin hits Cena. Next you know, he gets rolled up by Jinder. One, two, three. Wasted opportunity for that thing. People in the WWE universe and hardcore fans, miserable that the WWE did that to Baron Corbin. I don't think it's horrible. I think there's a great shot here. Corbin to for the company to redeem him, redeem mm. him, and get him a big victory over a big huge name like John Cena. Nakamura versus Jinder. Speaking of that match, I think we get a new champion. I think that this is all built for Nakamura, mm. and I think Jinder Mahal loses that title. I might be wrong on this. This is my prediction. Here's my I Taz. Think- here, I, I just want sorry. Uh, here's the only issue I have with Nakamura. Right? Is yeah. the pre- He's an unbelievable wrestler. Right? Doesn't the doesn't the act of Mahal play a little bit better than when you look at Nakamura, who 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 honestly is trying to gain a, a little bit of comfortability with the language and and he speaks it. I get it, but does not have the similar kind of sale and brand that Mahal has right now. Oh, true, because Mahal is hated, you know, and he's 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 got a great entrance, Mahal. The way his body looks, the way his face looks. You know, he's Indian. It's like this whole thing. You know, it's, it's heavy. Yeah, it works right now. But something happened along the way because they've been having Jinder Mahal wrestle on TV too much. And when you put your champ on TV wrestling too much, you overexpose him. Gotcha. You don't, you don't keep him special. So that's the thing that jumped out to me. That's number one. Number two, Nakamura does have a brand that's worldwide and huge, and this guy's loved everywhere. You know, we've seen his entrance when he comes out with the violin and all that stuff. The people are singing his entrance. People love this guy, um, and I think if they let him speak in little sound bites, it'll be better than him trying to talk a, speak a sentence. I also think this is why Moose 
that we saw Baron Corbin cash in the money in the bank on SmackDown right before SummerSlam and lose. Because now there's no uh, albatross. There's nothing hanging over. Who could come after the champ? Right. Gotcha. Now they have, they, they have, this is deep booking thoughts. No, they now cleared they away. Have, they, they cleared the path. Yeah. Correct. And now they put it on a new champion. You know, I, I, I pride myself. This is going to sound very egotistical, but that's what I do. I have an ego. So I pride myself <laughs> on some see the forest. I'm sorry, some see the trees, but I see the forest, Moose. You know this about Yes, me. I know. I know you do. Uh, I'm curious. Uh, my wife, Donna, was follows a number of them on, on uh, wrestlers on Twitter. Fired what? up about seeing Finn Balor, you know, and the demon and everything like that. What about Balor and, and Bray Wyatt? This is going to be cool. This is, I think this is going to be good, and the demon will come out. Uh, the character, the gimmick where he paints up and plays the music and it's nuts. This is going to be awesome. This is, I think they're going to have a great match. I think Finn Balor's got to win the match. Um, I think it's going to be big. I think this is going to be great. This could be potentially a show-stealing type match. Because with that Bray Wyatt, even though he's a big kid, when he wants to move in that ring, he's very athletic. He can go. And Finn Balor's one of the best around, so there ain't no doubt about that. So um, I'm excited about this one for sure. I think it'll be big. Um, another match that I think is going to be a really good match that no one's really hyping too much. And that's Randy Orton and Rusev. Uh, I think both these guys' style will gel together pretty good. I think they'll have a good match. We're talking to Taz, Taz Show, uh, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday uh, on TazShow.com, Radio.com app, and also tomorrow night special, uh, SummerSlam. Uh, 200 affiliates across the country, Pillar of Post on CBS Sports Radio, 11 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern Time. Uh, you can hear Taz and the guys. They'll be breaking down uh, everything that happens in uh, the Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, tomorrow night. Will you work in, uh, are you going to be at the WFN tomorrow night? I'm not going to be here tomorrow night. No, I'm working. I'm doing the midday show solo on Monday, so I will not I will not uh, be crossing paths. Usually we cross paths. I'm coming in <laughs> yeah. to do the overnight, and Taz is wrapping up. Uh, right. doing one of uh, doing one of his special shows, but I will not be here unfortunately tomorrow night, Taz. Maggie, you know how you know how convenient that was. You couldn't shake my hand and and, and say I'm sorry in person. <laughs> yeah, no. He's a, I, I'm glad you, I, Taz, you know. I will send you multiple yeah. tweets apologizing. <laughs> all right? Say, did you guys happen to put any money on this wager? No, or do you want me to no. shake Moose down for anything before right. we leave the studio today? No. Taz, you need some muscle. I'm happy to be it. You have the muscle. <laughs> Taz, have yourself a good Saturday and have a great show tomorrow night. All right, bud. All right, guys. Thank you. I appreciate it. And hey, you move. Tell Bruce I said hello. All right, you got it.